seems like nonsense, you know. No, absolutely. Um, no, I, I got you. But uh, you know, so like I, I'm I'm never one of I never want to be one of these guys that is just like it's time to move on. Um, I think you, you talk about Voracek and and when I love I love watching him play when he is playing and his legs are moving and he's just going because there's there's I don't think there's many guys as good as he is when he's rumbling through like full head of steam freight train coming through that zone I think that's when he's at his best I think he knows that I think he loves to be one on one with a defenseman and all that you know and, and, and stuff but yeah these guys are getting older um, JVR that was is, a bad contract it was, do you agree that was a horrible deal with the next all game I, I didn't like it you know I, I, I didn't like it but I mean, again, they're they're trying they're trying to make moves, and that was the uh, year Tavares, I believe, signed yep. with Toronto. Correct? Yeah. Yes, it was. Um, and I think JVR was the number two free agent that year, and and uh, because of the familiarity, we went and got him. Um, I like that he's on right now. He's on the third line, and I like that he's with Jake and, and Patrick, and I hope that they can build on that. But I mean, if if it happens this way, that this might be JVR's last year if, if Seattle takes him. Oh, he's going to be a cracking all the way. Come on, Matt. He's got that. They, they should just buy him the jersey now. I mean, <laughs> they really should. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think it has to do something there. you got to kind of finagle it. Um, Chuck Fletcher's going to have to do some some kind of talking to kind of sell it. But Well, well um, you just leave him unprotected. I, I would take him if I was Seattle. I, would, I, would, I mean, I'm building a team. I need some veterans. So I would – you, you need some veterans, and they're going to need some – they're going to need some contract money to spend, too, to get yeah. up, you know. Um, I, like, uh, PSN, we had a Philly Sports Network. We did an article a couple weeks ago about, like, what are what's the Kraken going to do, and who do they take with with the uh, Flyers? And I kind of had a different take on it because my my take was to kind of like protect some of the younger guys, like Albe uh, uh, Kubel, yes. and leave um, leave Voracek unprotected, and um, just for the simple fact of they, by taking either Voracek or JVR, you're going to free up. A lot of money for for free agency. Um, now you don't ever want to give up that type type of production and, and offense, but I mean, if you you start looking long term, if you start looking like, all right, we're not there right now, but we need we need more pieces. Maybe that's maybe that's one of the the ways they go. And, and again, that was that wasn't. I do I believe that's going to happen? No, I don't. But it was one of those things where. As we were talking about how who was going to go and do what, and who we thought, like we all kind of were on the same same page that you're looking probably at Albe Kubel, you're looking at probably uh, uh, Justin Braun being left unprotected, and uh, and and maybe uh, JVR. So you can't have all the writers agreeing. So I had to kind of go out on a limb and say, "Hey, what about this one?" <laughs> to see if it happens. But again, I doubt it will. So I mean. I, it's, it's kind of hard to see what, what they're going to do and what Fletcher's going to do, you know. I mean, what else is out there? Who, who can they replace him with where the money kind of adds up and, and so forth. So um, to answer that question, honestly, I don't know when we move on from him. You know, I think JVR's, this is going to be his last year. Uh, I'm thinking the crack can take him. And then, you know, that does free up some money for – for some other free agents, but they they got to be the right free agent too, you know. Yeah. 
Now, when you look at obviously Voracek, and, and, and you know, when, when we start talking, when we start going down that line, uh, JVR, whatever, you know, we he's been here once before and didn't work, so I got it. But when you start talking about Voracek, and especially when you talk about Giroux, it's not quite as simple as just moving on, especially with Giroux. Um, now, which in Giroux's case, when they do decide, uh, hopefully Giroux retires a flyer. Now, I would like to see that personally. Uh, the new captain of the Flyers, true or false, Sean Couturier? It's kind of hard to say anything else except maybe Ivan Provorov. But, I mean, Couturier has been, what, the alternate captain? He's he's on the on ice leader, so I, yeah. I don't see how you go anyway but Couturier. You know? and, and here's the thing, though. You know, we've seen it before where an aging captain kind of relinquishes the seat. Does Drew do that? Another bad season? Does he kind of just be like, hey, I need to focus on on me being, you know, better hockey-wise and, and um, give up the seat? We've also seen coaches take it from, from guys like, you know. So that would be you know, interesting. Does, <laughs> does, interesting. Is that like something that would happen? I, I, I don't think so. I think I think G is a uh, – is, Hell of a leader, I think he really is. He's he's kind of he's got humility. He's uh he's easy I, I, easy to talk to. You know he's um he's one of like I, I met him before I got involved in the writing, and I was able I met him at a uh, his his bowling charity event. I was able to talk to him for a couple minutes, not not long, but just he sat there and talked to me. You know, like it wasn't there's no there was no ego. You know, I we. I talked to him about my son's first game was when they, they scored like I think seven, eight goals against Tampa Bay. And he told me to bring him to more games. And I balked and forgot to ask him for free. I should have been like, I'll do it. Give me some, some tickets. You know? but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, like just, just kind of chatting with him. He, right. he was like, this guy is a good dude type of guy, you know? And, and most hockey players, when you talk to me in a real, they they have that same type of thing, you know. You get you get your uh, you, get, you do have some of the uh, some of the personalities. TK likes to have fun, you know. Uh, well, he's only a kid, for God's sakes, you know. Yeah, Vorchek I mean. though, Check's funny man. I was there when uh, one of the reporters asked him a question about being you know, um, He just kind of like was like, "Oh yeah, I love hearing about answering questions about the coaches." If I <laughs> If I blast him, I lose ice time. If I praise him, I'm a fuck up, you know? Like, he just kind of, like, basically said, this is the dumbest question, you know? Which is funny, you know? Like, I mean, (laughs) but, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think G is a really good leader. I think he has that humility. He's never too, like, high on himself. He's never too down. He's kind of got that temperament, you know what I mean? And and, uh, I think Torrey has that, too. You know, he... Katoria would be a great captain. I mean, talk about another guy who would do it, does, did anything for a team. Started his career, like, as a shutdown defensive forward. You know, I remember when he was young and he was he was in his draft year, I believe he was, like, is when he got sick with mono and that kind of dropped his draft status. But he was he was very highly uh, rated. And, um, and me and a guy from work who, who really – covers flyers is like he doesn't look noticeable out there but little did we know he was not being asked to he was uh he was being asked to be not noticeable by shutting down offensively you know so um yeah again another long answer i can get long-winded matt here Um, no man this is this is good stuff man no brother this is again it's not him it's it's definitely pro you know yeah 
No, I, I, I completely agree with everything you said there. Um, I, I, I like uh, Sean. I've always liked Sean Couturier myself. And, um, and Ivan Provorov, um, remember when he broke with, in with the Flyers? I think the uh, Matt Niskanen experience with him uh, is going to like provide is going to do so much good for his career going forward. It's going to take him to that next level player that everybody knows he can be. And now let's transition to a couple other players. Um, and again, Matt, we can talk all night, brother. I love this stuff. So um, I want to give you a name, and uh, I want you to give me a very sum- a very brief summary and uh, how important you think this individual needs to, I mean, how important this year might be for this individual. Let's start off with an easy one. Shane Goss's fear. Well, we got to first find out what's going on right now because he's not dressing the marsh from what I understand. That's that's reason, sort of that's why I want to ask him. Um, again, I think Ghost might be another one of those guys who could be headed to, to Washington, you know. Um, if right now he's been kind of like out of sight, out of mind, you know, and, and he, I, I wish when he broke in and he had that offensive production and he was just, man, there was something about his little, little tricks of the game, like subtle movements with the puck to get his shots through. And you're not, you weren't seeing that recently, you know, and, and I, you'd like to get, see it back to that. Cause the, the man, he's talented and he can move the puck. And he, yeah, he's good on the power play, but he, he lost that edge somewhere. And if he gets that back, I mean, he could have a really good season. So when you talk about the edge and, and, and the rookie year, I, of course, remember that rookie year. I like to call that rookie year the Carson Wentz syndrome. I, this is what he is dealing with. He is dealing with the expectations that we've had on Carson Wentz since 2017 that he'll never, ever go back to. And I think that's the same kind of stuff that we're dealing with Shane Goss here right now. I think that was his peak. And honestly, I know Chuck Fletcher, he makes fun of this yearly by saying, uh, I'm, I'm apparently trading Shane Goss's fear every trading deadline, but yet I've never made any phone calls. Um, I don't know what he's personally waiting for. I honestly don't. I, I, I think we've seen the best of Shane Goss's fear personally. Yeah, and again, it's a shame. I've had the, I've, I've been lucky enough to talk to him after some practices and, and some games, and, and he's just, he's always like kind of, there and, and focused and like look I know I got I got to work on there and, and I was at the uh, I was at the one game he had a real good game he had I think like three or four points and uh, was that against Toronto I believe back December last year okay, I, got yeah. to, got to, I got to talk to him and ask him about like how you know like what was he seeing out there kind of different question like what you see out there that made you do you know and like what was the difference between like this game, you know, and he's just, you know, he gives you good, good answers. He, he's very analytical about his own play. And, and um, I think you're right, though. I think he, he's the product of too much success too soon and the expectation being so high. I think, like, you know, other guys who fell into that, Matt Reed fell into that, where yep. he kind of had, like, a like one amazing year and then that, but that wasn't who he was, you know. And, um, yeah. Definitely Carson Wentz at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other player, uh, and I'll get to these other two in a second, but the other player that I'm interested in hearing about your take on what happened to him in the playoffs last year, you uh, you mentioned him already. TK, wh- where did his scoring go in the Islander series? Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a the question that will 
plagued the season, didn't it? You know, I mean, TK was just amazing all season. And, and you know what? Some of these guys are such creatures of habits and superstitious and all. So you, you never know how, like, how does that bubble play in their mind? You know, like, um, how does that change how they, they, they do, you know, how they got to where they were, you know, like, what, what player ever played in a bubble before, you know? <laughs> yeah, Matt, no, Matt, I have an interesting theory on that if you give me a second. I want, I want to yeah, explain that to you. It, so uh, I thought of this actually through the NBA and the NHL bubble. Nobody, nobody told me I got a pass, you know, while I was deployed for a year away from home, living in a bubble essentially. So, you know, and we had to perform and we had to continue doing what we're doing. But uh, living in a four-star hotel – you know, I got it. They're away from their family and their friends. But the military side of me doesn't really have much sympathy for that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. But you also <laughs> kind of the military side is also understanding that, that that's how you train, you know? Like, yeah, I, mean, I know, I know. playing hockey since he was, what, probably two. <laughs> I got you, man. You know, Canada, you know? And he's so, probably I mean, doing the same it, thing every I'm day. Not, I'm not trying to make excuses. I mean, he didn't show up. And that, that's that's something that needs to be kind of like – address and, and and i kept keeping an eye on that going going forward you know right but, um i mean it, was that his first playoff series or his second it was his well third if you want to count the he, i believe he 18 with the penguins was his first okay and then and it would then, have, third would have, second would have been the canadians and then the third would have been the islanders yeah okay so yeah um and back in 18 he was not who he was this year, you know. No, so. yeah. You're asking for a, an answer that I just don't have. I mean, I, I hope that's figured out. I hope he comes out like pissed off, ready to show what he's going to do. And, and uh, yeah, that's sort of why. Actually, and then, then we can we can bury this. You know, we can bury this story when he's holding the cup at the end of the year. You're absolutely right. Um, and then the other player, well, two more players, the next player I want to talk about, as you mentioned him already as well, actually the feel-good story coming out of camp, in, in my estimations, is Nolan Patrick. Obviously, the kid's been dealing with with the migraine thing last year, uh, cost him the entire season. Um, I, I I never I never found out what was – was it concussion-related? Uh, I don't know if the Flyers ever released that information. Did they? Do you know of that? What was the reason? You know, we, we've asked and other, you know, I've been around some of the beat guys at practices and I've asked them and they've asked and, and like the, whether it's concussion related or not, like to say this, um, probably a good strong chance it is, but, um, I mean, yeah, you, you hate to see that. No, you hate to absolutely. see any, any kid with, with talent on any team, you know, like that, oh, now he can't play anymore, you know, and because of migraines and, and, and that, you know, skating around on, on in the bright white and with the lights are triggering his migraines. So, yeah. um, the the only hope is that he he, he somehow found the, the relief and the remedy, and that he you know he's he's been skating. I we saw him skate a little bit last year, like just with the uh, with one on one with the skills coach um, during practices, and he he looked he looked crisp, you know, but. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to talk to him. I ran into him at uh, the one game I was down there for, and, and I just, you know, said said hey to him and all in the in the press box. But uh, 
like, hey, Nolan, how are you? You know, just being cordial, not trying to get any info off him or anything. But you really can't up there anyway at that time. But, um, yeah, you just you just hope that, you know, he's back. He provides that big body. He's fast. Got that good vision. You know, and, and uh, you know, you forget. It's been so long to see him play. You forget that he uh, was – made the assist on G's uh, game-winning goal against the Penguins in the stadium series. That's right. Now, with that, with that being said, though, as the former number two overall pick, would you not agree that his career up to this point has not been, you know, memorable? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, there's really nothing that, that stands out in, in remembering remembering him. Now, um, he, he was – Apparently, when he came in his rookie year, he had a, a groin injury he was dealing with, yep. you know, so it got him off to a slow start, and then uh, he did pick up, but, you know, there's nothing that's saying, hey, he was, yeah, he's a number two pick, but, you know, if you look at our other number two pick. <laughs> well, that, I don't want to talk about <laughs> Yeah, I got you. <laughs> bad wounds with that. <laughs> yeah, Patrick Kane. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that, we stunk so bad that year. I was uh, right after I moved home from um, living down south, and and uh, I remember getting like me and my cousin went and got tickets for like five bucks. They were so bad that year. Wait, was was Austin Matthews the number one with Nolan Patrick? No, um, Nico. Um, I'll, I'll say his name wrong. Hirsch. Hirsch. Oh, the, the kid from the Devils. Yeah, I can never say that his name. It's it's yeah. embarrassing on my part. <laughs> no, I got you. Now, of course, the biggest, the the, the best story, uh, the, one of the best stories I've seen in sports in a while, of course, is Oscar Lindbaum and his return. Last yes. year, he returned in the, from the, in the playoffs. Uh, have you had an opportunity to see Oscar in, in camp at all this year? And how does he look? Um, just just a couple of the videos that are going around. I watched him in the game the other day. He looked. He didn't. You know. He, I don't want to say he was just there, but, you know, seeing him there, he had a couple good shots. That, of course, he had the one that ripped off Provy's foot and, yep. and gave every Flyers fan a, a near heart attack. Yep. But, I mean, that was a pretty good blast he had there. So, um, he appears to be looking good. He appears to be, like, healthy. He didn't seem to miss a shift that game, you know. So, it's... You know, what we're going to get into is when he starts taking hits, and is that going to take a toll on his body? Is that going to take a toll on his conditioning? I hope not. I mean, I hope he's back because, man, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> and he really he's was a nice guy, and he's a, he's a pretty damn good player. Yeah, he was having a hell of a year last year uh, before yes. that. He was leading the team in scoring. And so, Noah Patrick and Oscar Lindbaum, how, how key are they to the success of the Flyers this year, do you think? Well, you know, if if you get the production that you figure they're going to produce more than the guys that aren't here, you know, the Tyler Pitlicks, which which I was a Tyler Pitlick. So was I. I hate you to know, see him. I, I thought he was all he played all Philadelphia way. You know, like there was just I was like, dad. And when he signed elsewhere, I was like, ah, you know, I think where to go Arizona, I believe. Yeah, I'm Arizona for two years. Signed yeah. two year deal. So, um, I mean, look. Nolan Patrick, he, he gave you about 30 points both years. Um, these, if that can jump up, you know, if, 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 or if, if he gives you about 30 points this year, that'll be pretty, pretty good for him, you know. Um, and Lindblom, you get, you know, some of the production out. If he continues with Coots and, uh, 
and TK, that chemistry will be back because man, they were they were humming, yep. especially in uh, in November last year. They were just kind of just killing it. So you know, and also you remember they haven't played a real game. It's like yeah. one game, so you're also thinking power play. They're going to be rusty on that. PK. I mean, everybody will be, but that's not an excuse. But um, you know, give us some time to to work together. But I think they're they're going to be real important. And, and once they get going, and if they are consistent, and if they stay healthy, you know, they're obviously going to be big pieces. I agree. So, Matt, talking about the season again, as it says, it starts tomorrow. Uh, the NHL uh, had that one-year CBA revision where they're going to realign the league into four divisions. Uh, the Flyers will play in division along with the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Devils, the, the Bruins, the Sabres, and the Capitals. And they will play exclusively those teams throughout the season, a 56-game season. Now, the way I understand this thing to kind of look, at the end of the year, the top four teams per division are going to qualify for an internal divisional playoff, and then they're eventually going to get the top team, the winner from each division, to go on to the conference finals. Um when you look at the Eastern Division, that's what they're calling it, right? The East is it what the Flyers are playing in. Uh, I'm not. Really yeah, sure. I think they're they're sponsored now too, right? So like it's a oh yeah, the East or something like that. That's or, right. Or East, you know, and the Flyers are wearing sponsorships on their helmets too, right? Is that correct? Uh, I didn't see that they they. I saw something today. They did. They approved it. Okay, I didn't see that today. Yeah, uh, but uh, you know, and and it makes as long as it's not. They don't end up looking like some of the teams in Europe where there's Ooh. advertisements anywhere. I mean, the NBA did it, and it was just that little tag, and it wasn't too bad, you know. But you know, as, I, as you see, these the teams are going to be losing a lot of revenue. Yeah, that's true. Attendance and all, and ticket sales. But you know, so I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. It doesn't, you know, <laughs> doesn't go too bad on my. Uh, Unless there's a big Bob's big boy slapped in the middle of Claude Giroux's helmet. <laughs> that might not look too Anyway, so back to the question. In this division that the Flyers are going to play in, where do you see them in this pecking order uh, with the Penguins, the Bruins, the Sabres, the Rangers, the Islanders, Devils, and Caps? Well, if I see them as top two. And last year, if you look at their games played and who they played, they oh, had – the Islanders were the only team that got the best of them. And uh, they, they played three games, were 0-2-1 against them. Uh, Penguins, they split 1-1-1, and they got the better of everybody else in it, to include a 3-0 and one record against the Cavs. They owned uh, Boston and Washington last year. They really did. Yeah, and and Boston and Washington contain, are getting older. Yep. Um, you know, they're still good. You know, Washington... Um, you know, they still got it, Beskin, Oshie, Backstrom, and all. You know, like so, they're still going to be good, but they are I think I think the Flyers, um, the the Flyer. This is it. This is this is this is it. This is the one. Let's go. Let's <laughs> let's go. It's it's Carter Hart. It's Provorov. It's it's time. So I'm saying, uh, which is funny because we we just. Uh, had some predictions going out on a, a piece that'll go out tomorrow on Philly Sports Network, and uh, I got the Flyers taking this division, and then they're going to go through and they're going to go to the Final Four, and 
I don't even know how to, to I was looking at some of the NHL uh, network people's. Uh, I don't know if there's a, a set um, final four bracket or if it's going to just go based on like overall record or whatever. But yeah, I don't know either how they're going to bracket that. Uh, and because and what are we going to do about the Canadian team? I know they're thinking about bubbling at some point, correct? Uh, they talked about that, but they, like, who, um, is, is Canada yeah, in the I open? Saw, I saw something today on uh, about there was like a lockdown in place in Ontario, maybe. Yeah, and I, and I want to ask, I'm going to talk to you about that here in a second, but it it does bring up a good question because eventually those Canadian teams are going to have to come back to the United States because mm-hmm. we're going to have to play a Stanley Cup. Uh, so I, maybe they're just hoping that the world begins to spin by. July, and then we don't have to deal with that. But there's got to be some sort of uh, thing in place. There's got to be. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe there's there's something with vaccines, and and that's now making its way through, and, yeah. and all that. I, I mean, look, I, it, it's it's a crazy thing that we're we're, we're dealing with, you know. And then it, it, it's you know. It's, all over the place, you know. My son's hockey team has been shut down. We just got back on the ice this weekend. We our games were um, pretty much shut down because Jersey teams won't come across the bridge and, and so forth. We can't go over there. But um, you know, it's it's what we're going to have to deal with. And hopefully, you know, if it if you look at like say the Spanish flu pandemic, you know, it had a couple spikes yep. and then kind of just then after. Almost a year or two, it was gone, you know, and yep. make, with any luck, just follow suit. And then, you know, life is back to normal, you know, kids are back in school or fans are back in the, the uh, God, I can't wait. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, I'll wait. You burn my mask. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so you know, it's an interesting time, but we'll is. get there. And, and again, plan in place i haven't heard anything but you know i, I kind of haven't been the wanting to report on COVID 19 is the least last thing no, I, to. I, I agree with 100 and uh, it, the least the least that we i mean obviously it's on everybody's mind we're all i mean it's the way the world is now we've been doing this going on a year now so uh we we got it so i, I you're right i just want to get to the where we're all vaccinated and Life is back to somewhat normal, and we can continue on with our lives. Uh, so you're you're predicting the Flyers to make a run to the finals. Is that correct? I'm going for it, man. And who- you know what? It's, I never do it because I, I'm a big, big uh, believer in being the, be the underdog, you know? Right. And but, who are we playing you know, in the finals? It, what's that? Who are we playing in the finals? I see. That's that's where I'm. I'm not sure how it lines up. Let's go with the Avalanche because okay. my son loves. Uh, he's he. I should ask him. <laughs> <laughs> He'll give me the Edmonton or the Avalanche because of obviously McDavid and Nathan McKinnon. But uh, we'll go with the Avalanche. We'll go with the Avalanche, and the Flyers are gonna. We'll we'll beat them in seven, and we're hoisting the cup this year. You know, I. It'll be Again, a parade I never this summer. Predict us to win it because I'm a big underdog guy, and like when guys are saying it, but like, hey, you know what? Maybe that hasn't gotten us a Stanley Cup, so we're going all in this year. We're right. going all in. We're going to be healthy. Fifty-six games. All right. A uh, my math is correct. A thirty, uh, a thirty twenty and no thirty-one twenty and five record. So you're talking seventy. Yeah. 
So about 75 points is good enough to get yeah, to the playoffs? Yeah, let's do it. We're going. We're going. All Carter right. Hart is going it, to – it's his year. It's Proverb's year. It's Myers' year. It's, you know, yeah. I, I'm Kyrie all in. Is gonna, I'm all in, man. I, I, I hope you – having a breakout. I hope you're right. Let's, let's go, baby. Let's go. Race <laughs> the cup. Now, Matt, the last thing I want to talk to you about, and I'll let you go because I know, I know you've, you've been here almost an hour, and I appreciate it. But I don't know if you got the news today, but uh, Tyler Forrester, Mason Millman – Randy Ross and uh, and Zade Wisdom have actually been assigned to the Lehigh Valley Phantoms. Uh, now these are these are obviously OHL prospects. They are still under contract from their OHL teams, but I guess due to the COVID restrictions, uh, of course, all their teams are in Canada. Uh, they're they're going to be down in Lehigh with the uh, with the Phantoms. Now, man, I'm I'm actually asking you this because this hit me out of the blue about a couple hours ago before we, we did this interview. How is that working? Are they going to actually be playing for the Phantoms? Is there a professional contracts beginning? H- how is the NHL doing this? Do you know? Oh, well, um, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. You know, to, to be honest with you, same thing. I saw that today and I was like, wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> and, and, uh, and my editor's like, oh, yeah, the, the uh, WHL and OHL are, are shut down. I was like, oh, I thought they were playing because uh, I've been hearing how uh, Elliot Dinoy, 